Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by someone who I've wanted to waffle with for quite some time now. It's Will Cranny, creative agent and everything in between. Everything in between, mate. <laughs> bloody everything. So lovely to meet you, Taylor. Lovely to meet you, Luke. And uh, pleased oh, yeah. to be here today. I didn't introduce <laughs> I'm, I'm so used to doing this. Like, solo. Um, and this thing on my shoulder is Luke. Um no, it's great to have you in the studio. Like, I'm, I'm really, really excited for this. Like, we were catching up before we hit the record button, and I was like, shit. <laughs> like, like, everyone just don't speak. We need this in the episode, because it was gold. <laughs> well, we haven't met each other in person before, have we? We know each other via social media, yeah. so it's nice to be able to catch up today, meet you both properly, and uh, let's Here have we it. go. To be fair, this is all nicey-nicey, but I start each one of my shows with something called The Weekly Waffle, mm-hmm. which is, quite frankly, something that's pissed me off. And when I speak about it with my guests, it supposedly makes me feel better because that's talking helps and all that that's the one. shite. Um, but the one thing that I, I usually come to these kind of things with a quite profound, like, you know, like, this has annoyed me quite deep and meaningful. But quite frankly, this is what's pissed me off this week. Someone's robbed my wheelie bin. It was it happened last <laughs> Friday. Okay. Um, that's like my bin day. And now I don't know where it's gone. And I was like, someone's on the wind up here. Which so one? The green, the green so bin. Green. So, in, so which in is Coventry my... is the green, which is the, what is the green bin? So that's not my main rubbish bin. Okay. Oh, is it? Oh, it's different for me. What's your coloured bin? Green is like the grass and um, I don't know what else you put in there, like food waste. Oh, no. What? What's yours? Bins is a big thing in Liverpool. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> no. So, you know, I'm not taking the piss here. Bins is like a big deal in Liverpool. So I come under the borough of Sefton. Okay. Right? So any scousers watching this, you'll know what I'm talking about. They say if you don't have a purple bin, you're not a scouser, right? 
Oh, you got to bear in mind that Sefton is a borough that's just north of the oh. Liverpool borough, right? So that covers Bootle, so that's like where Jamie Carrick is from. You've got like Nosley that's in like a, a different borough and they have different coloured bins. So my bins in Sefton are brown for like the cardboard and that. And then grey for your rubbish. But people say, if you haven't got a purple bin, you're not a scouser. So technically, according to the diehards, I'm not a proper scouser. Cause oh. me bin. I know what you mean. It's, but at least I've got my... That's yeah. like the divider right. for the... Uh, <laughs> For the, uh, the inner circle <laughs> yeah. of the city, it's the, the bin colour is yeah. the divider. It's like no. it's a load of shit to be honest with you. This is actually yeah. blowing my mind. I thought everyone had the same coloured bin. No, Did you, you all have, have all oh. have different colours. Why is one robbed it? Do you have the little mini one for the food now? No, mate, I don't. Oh, there's no I don't fucking think food so. left over. Put that bin. Oh, right. it's just me. <laughs> one of my favourite things to do is go to the tip. Okay, why is that? I think it's quite therapeutic. It is thing to do just to throw stuff over this big. Ledge. Okay. I agree. Is that because you're getting rid of rubbish and you're like, right, well, I want to offload this crap or the actual action of I'm throwing something and it's releasing a bit of aggression? I think it's a bit of both. Now you've said that, I I hadn't took the whole aggression thing into Because normally it's stuff from your garage or like stuff that you've been holding on to for ages, hoarding. Yeah. And then when you let go of it, you're literally like, see ya, Mm. I'm lighter. I fully agree with that. Until you like almost throw yourself in the. Skip. No, <laughs> things aren't that yourself. bad. Things aren't that bad just yet. <laughs> Is there anything that pisses pisses you off? I had to think about this. So Taylor, just to give everyone a heads up, messaged me last night or was it this morning and said, make sure you think about something that's pissing you off. So I was like, I'm very, very long fused, me. I don't ever get pissed off. Very rarely. So I was like, I need to try and come up with something. One thing that's like a futile thing that pisses me off is when people drive right up your ass. That's just like a gen- general thing that like would happen to most people on a daily basis. What is pissing me off lately, which I've only objectively looked at of late, is unsolicited advice from people who haven't walked in your shoes. Okay. Oh. Now, what I mean by that is, you guys run a, you know, you, you've got different talents. You're, you're a podcast host, you know, you run a media company, you, you've got different things that you've lived and you are an expert in within that field. And much like myself, you know, I've, I've done lots of different things, but I know what I'm very, very good at. And what I don't like is other people telling me what I should do with business decisions and stuff like that, that, you know, that, that it's not a case of them having your best interests at heart. It's people who are just offering that advice because they're just trying to throw their oar in. And it might be people who've, I don't know, being like in a salary job all their life and they're like, oh, I thought you were doing this. And I'm like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, when did you run a fucking business that was thriving before? Like, are you having a laugh? Do you know what I mean? And that, that, that you know, and that, 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 that pisses me off. Yeah. So, so in getting advice, you've not asked for it. What I mean by that is if somebody hasn't been in your position before, as an example. Yeah. Okay. So you run a media company, right? Um, and let's say you had, four clients, okay? Um, but you suddenly got in with a fifth client who was like a very, very famous person. But they might be an absolute pain in the ass, and mm. you might not be asked with dealing with them. It might be a very low-paying job in comparison to all the others. It could be the most glamorous job in the world, but you don't feel that it's the right fit for you moving forward. Yeah. What, what am I to walk into you and say, 
oh, are you, are you not working with so-and-so anymore? Oh, I thought that would have been good for you. Mm. Okay, would it have been? Because when did you run a media company and was dealing with these clients? Because I ain't, I ain't seen it. Yeah, yeah. You know, much like when you we, we had a, a, a chat just before off camera about bringing on guests that you, you want to have yeah, yeah. authentic chats with, not just because it's going to get you a viral yeah. hit or it's going to get you a certain amount of views. It's, you know, you're building an authentic audience by bringing on people that you actually have a vested interest in wanting to spend time with. So, yeah. How do you feel about that? That you is completely learn. valid. You won't like, learn how to ride a bike from someone who couldn't ride a bike. Yeah. So, you know, but you would get someone who couldn't ride a bike telling you how to ride, how to a, ride bike. a bike. That's exactly yeah. right. Do you know what gets difficult with this, though, is like parents and best friends? Because obviously they're the ones that you like you talk to the most, but they're not necessarily business owners. So you seek advice from them because that's who you share things with. But it's like controversial, but I, I don't actually do that anymore. So I'll come to not my best friends or family with my business problem. It'll be an, another person that you know has been through not the exact same problem but they've led a business or had that situation so yeah actually you kind of have to filter it to the person that you know is actually qualified oh, a, a to million percent. my mum's worked my mum's been like a social worker her whole life worked for the government but i will still ask her about big business decisions because she's very clean cut and she can be objective about things without taking emotion into it so I'll say to her, look, I've got this issue. What do you think about that? And it's often the fact that I want, you know, just a second opinion on that that's just impartial, just to be, you know, obviously it's been mum, so she's going to have my best interest at yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. But what, yeah. I, what I keep talking about is unsolicited advice. Yeah. So I've asked for, I've asked for yeah. that advice, yeah? I ain't just bold in here and be like, look, boys, your camera set up shite. <laughs> you know, you, what, what we need to change all these. And be like, whoa, what the fuck are you playing at, Will? That's what I mean. That's me piss off. That's it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. What that? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. One of the things that I wanted to talk to you both about today and, you know, you... We were kind of having a conversation like through social media recently about the whole kind of like stress and burnout. And obviously I know you've got like a bit of a, like your own personal journey with that. Um, but I wanted to have the conversation because kind of like the past kind of four to five months, especially the end of last year, I experienced something that I'd never really experienced before. And that was chronic stress. Mm. And it was something that, you know, people say like, oh, I'm stressed. And, you know, it's, it's quite a normal thing to say. But towards the end of last year, I was almost like running on, I don't even think, I, w I wouldn't even kind of label it as empty. I just don't think there was anything, like any kind, I was just a zombie for like months. And I thought it was quite an, like an interesting talking point because we're in this kind of generation where we feel like we have to be going constantly. We're constantly thinking like, what next? Like, oh, you know, we don't really appreciate the kind of those like little wins as, as much as what we should do. And it's always kind of like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, what do I need next? What's that person doing? What do I need to do? Um, I want to get your opinion on it because obviously you're quite high functioning. You know, you're always here, there and everywhere. Like you said, like before, that you've always kind of worked so many different jobs. Mm. How do you navigate that kind of like, almost like the chaos? I navigate the chaos now better than I ever have done. And it's all because of structure. If you saw my calendar, mate, you would think, oh my God, is this guy the rain man? I swear to God, like, it's colour blocked. Everything is in 15-minute blocks. I'm talking, like, if I had a conversation with you guys now, it could run over for an extra 15 minutes. That would be blocked in. 
but that's what works for me. And I understand, you know, I'm very, very different to most people. I thrive within rigidity that I create for myself. So the way that I navigate through chaos is by creating things that work for me in my life in order to manage that. But the one thing that I was doing, which is something that you just talked about then, absolutely grinding myself to a halt, you know, to the point where you cannot progress and execute and make decisions that are, you know, 100% at your full capacity if you are trying to just bump boulder through life. I was, I, I've done that for a long, long time, mate, you know, um, to the point where it's, it, it, it's like done me in. Um, I sent you some photos the other day mm. about a, a, a situation where basically we had a, a music festival, the music festival got cancelled. It was a very, very stressful time in my life to the point where I'd be working full days, then, um, you know, I'd be waking up at like two in the morning to do contracts with America, two till four, back to sleep, wake up at half six, back there, I was hitting the gym, I was like, it was a joke, but I was just rolling through it and just bang, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go, and then I stopped and I stopped and I got this thing called delayed pressure urticaria with angioedema. So basically it's a stress-related illness as such where your body attacks itself based on pressure. So it's an immune system issue and it's anywhere that you have pressure on your body, it blows up like hives. So if I had trainers on the bottom of my feet, if I put a watch on, my wrist would blow up. If you saw the pictures of my lip, yeah. which you'll probably be able to put on the screen, I'm sure. <laughs> I was drinking a bottle of beer and because it had touched my lip, my lip just like blew up like a balloon. It, it was literally like I'm talking like hanging off. Oh like my that. god! So yeah, I mean, it was like even like in the photo, like <laughs> it looks. It like, looks like a joke. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I didn't know because we obviously we were having the conversation when we were kind of like putting the episode together. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be kind of as yeah severe as it was. It looked like you'd been stung by a wasp. I'm picturing hitch. Oh, it's proper like hitch. Yeah. Did and when that happened for the first time. Did you did you freak out or did you did you know in advance that that's what it was? No, I didn't know what it was. I was just like, what the hell is this? Went to the hospital and they were like, you know, have you taken anything in terms of like, could you be allergic to anything? I was like, no. I went to A&E and they, they had a check on my throat because they were obviously worried in case my, my throat swelled up. And, 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 and I was like, look, this is happening on the back of my legs when I wake up. If I slept on my left hand side while I was asleep, I'm talking like that much raised on my body like literally all the way oh, down wow. um and then essentially I, I i got in touch with a specialist via the nhs this girl in barcelona called me they put it like through to like a big major consultant and she was just like look it's um it's just an immune response uh it's lockdown have you had stress i was like yeah like but like just before lockdown i was like mad stressed she was like yeah that's what it'll be just chill out for six months Wow. Six months. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. Well, I didn't chill out. Um, that's not in my nature. But like, I, I took the foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I don't think we talk about the kind of like the physical mm. symptoms of stress. I think when you kind of talk about it, it's very much like almost like a feeling. Like you mm. feel stress. For me, one of the biggest things um, is like my like my diet and like my overeating. And it's obviously it's obviously it's some kind of like trigger point for mm. me that that's like my immediate to go to. And I was talking about it recently um, to a nutritionist and she was saying like, 
you know, if you're stressed, if you're anxious, it can trigger like your gut. Like it, there's so many, like it's so yeah, linked. Yeah, yeah it is. I don't think we realize. And then something as, you know, it could be something like a bit of minor stress that obviously over a prolonged period of time, it's going to cause some form of damage. Mm-hmm. It's like a dripping tap, isn't it? Oh, a million percent. The longer that's dripping, like the more it's either going to wind you up. So I'd advise anyone who's like listen to this, who's kind of <coughs> might be feeling somewhat like, please just kind of d- take some advice because you well, need you, to you slow it down. You don't. So stress happens way before you get the physical impact, but it's only when you get the phys- physical impact that you like you have to. So like you might be running on high levels of stress for six months, mm. and it's only when the physical part comes in that you're like, "Fuck, I need to stop," uh, or you seek advice from a specialist. Yeah. Um, was it painful as well? No, I wouldn't say it was painful. It just it just led me to to a situation where I was kind of like, "Okay, that's interesting." I didn't realize how impactful. Uh, you know, I'm talking like when you're saying like I, I operate at a high level. I'm, I'm go 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 like twenty four seven, or at least I was, and 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 I think that now it's a case of being kind to yourself and doing what works for you. You know, we 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 were speaking earlier about like it's very very easy to to succumb now to. The, I mean, the hustle culture is just a, it's a joke, mate. Mm. Like the fact that it was ingrained and pushed so hard. Don't get me wrong, I love Gary Vaynerchuk and all that stuff, but that type of like. Don't sleep, work all you can, do you, you know, just grind, 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 grind. It doesn't work for anyone. Like, I've just got myself a whoop about a year ago. And that it's been a game changer for me because it helps you understand, okay, well, if I actually get a good sleep, if I'm actually well rested, you know, if my HRV is in check, if I'm in a position where I'm training hard and I'm looking after myself and you build that person that can, you know, I feel like you've got to be able to build yourself up in a way that helps you in a position where you can manage more. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a way of like, look, I need to become this bulletproof superhuman fella who can just go through brick walls and battle on and just handle everything. What I'm saying is, okay, if you're in a position where you're aware that you're going to be in a, have a, have a stressful life, how can you build yourself into a person that can manage that better? Yeah. Mitigate it. Oh, mate. What I what I mean by by it is like okay so there's people throughout my life that I've taken certain bits from, and been inspired by them and motivated by them, but being the guy that I've called okay, so you know a big issue happens in my life. I've got like very very few people who are like go tos like anchors like okay I give them a call that'll chill me out because it's like I don't know like a fatherly figure like someone to give you a bit of a pat on the back and like nah it's gonna be all right mate. But if you become that person, that's so much easier for you to be able to walk through life with. So I feel like I have become that guy for myself due to the, you know, showing up for myself every single day, having the respect and the belief in myself that I'm going to follow through with the stuff that I'm going to follow through with. Now a big thing arises. It's not a case of, oh, I'm going to become stressed and I'm going to become overwhelmed by that. I'm like, no, I can handle that. Yeah, that's good that. Yeah, I felt like one or two things. And one, that I needed to hear that. And two, made me feel like I'm not alone. Because I, I say this, like, I know you get kind of in this headspace of like, oh, I can't, like, you tell me off this quite often. Like, oh, like, I don't want to be viewed as this, but this is how I feel. And it's like, I lead with a negative, but mm. it's that kind of mentality of like, I became who I needed 
So it's like when there's stuff that does kind of crop up, I know and I trust myself. I mm. trust my resilience. I trust kind of like my mindset that whatever is thrown at me, I know I'm going to be okay. Having that belief in yourself is so important and it's so important from, you know, the perspective of it's great to have people around you. And, but for, for somebody, you know, like ourselves, who, you know, you, if you want to push to do great things and you're kind of like, and, I, and, and at the same time, it's a lot of pressure to have on yourself because, you know, you, you kind of like want to make the most of every weekend hour and you're like, okay, well, I need to be making this happen and I need to do this and, and you know, want to strive to do more. But at the same time, if you continue to show up and have a level of respect for yourself, mm -hmm. game on. It's in the air at the moment. You can feel the negativity. Everyone I speak to, especially men, you know, who are, who are just kind of like rolling through life and wondering what's next. In order to help yourself feel more comfortable moving through the uncertainty, you've got to be that guy that you are aspiring to be and knowing that that's in front of you. An example would be like, you know, we were talking earlier about some issues that you've had over the last few years. But if you, it, uh, it, here's, an, here's a weird example. Like you were talking uh, ages ago about you were in a situation where everything was very chaotic and all the rest of it. But if you had the tailor from now to walk into that room, you just go, yeah, mate, mm. it's going to be cool, you know. You kind of go, okay. A lot. Like I literally, is that if there was ever an invention that I could go back on, <laughs> it literally would just be a pat on the shoulder. Like, yeah. Like, keep going that's what that's it's all about all man. i would say is just keep going because mm. there's so many times and yeah i completely agree with what you're saying like you almost have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable mm. otherwise you can you can get lost in it but you've you've got to kind of have that self-belief you've got to have that trust that you can do what you're saying you're going to do everyone's blagging it mate <laughs> going back to something else you said because obviously you spoke about um working out gym oh, yeah. when you're in your like like 2 a.m 3 a.m up at 6 a.m for yeah. the gym for me and i guess for a lot of people that's what comes off that's what cuts off i can't i can't do that i can't yeah. do the gym today because i don't have the energy considering everything else that i've yeah. been doing obviously for you it's a priority and that's like admirable as well yeah. has the exercise element actually been another superpower to deal with it because i've definitely found when i didn't work out for two weeks I'm automatically unhappier, yeah. Because I'm, sh I'm not ashamed, but I don't know why I was going to say that. But annoyed that I've not been able to work out, but it's because I've been too busy and I've deprived. Well, you got the it. guilt, haven't you? Of that, going, yeah. I should have been in the gym and I should have shown up for myself. So how's how important is it to you? I have trained today. Have you lads trained today? I have. I went for a swim. Oh, this go ahead. Love yeah. that. Love oh, yeah. that. No, I have not yet. Have you tonight? It was, <laughs> you it was on the plan. No, it's, you, you've got you've got to get it in now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> only because I was really anxious about the cameras so yeah uh, I train every day um, sometimes I train twice a day which is a little bit annoying at the moment it's purely because I'm on a cut for no particular reason I just uh, I just am for aesthetic reasons <laughs> and I'm just making myself yeah. feel good uh, I'm not like a bodybuilder or anything like that um, but the gym is my solace and you know being able to be in there and show up for myself and have the respect for myself and you know do hard things is so important, so important. Because I'd be like, oh, I can't be asked. Oh, well, well, neither can anyone else. You know, 
but you've got to show up for yourself. And I've and, I, and I've been in dark places before, mate. And I think part of that is wallowing on the couch and f- living in your sadness and you know going, oh, you know, isn't life hard? Yeah, life is fucking hard, mate. Get on with it. And I don't mean get on with it. And I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like you know aloof there and and be like you know let's man up and get on with it. What I mean is, you've got to be kind to yourself. In order to be kind to yourself, you've got to give yourself the best chance of getting to the other side. So if you're drowning, mate, there's no point in just going, oh, I'm drowning. Cheers, woe is me. Let's fucking float to the bottom of the ocean. You know, sink to the bottom of the ocean, not float to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> the, the, best, the, the, best, the best way of going about it is being like, right, okay, fuck it. How are we going to get to the other side? Let's move. Yeah. And what I like about this is, like, it's not, like a, a big celebrity name saying these things this is like to put you in the category of like you're just will like you're a guy that's had successes in your everyday life and you do things to like uh taylor said a high level but like anyone can can do those things the discipline the gym the mindset like it's all talking to yourself it's not like you have to be oh, i refer to that again you don't have to be up there to give that advice and share it down it's like no, we're all in it together. We can we can do those things that you said. A lot of people are concerned about making the next move because those people who share that advice feel a million miles away from them. And it feels like their lives are so unattainable and so oh fucking hell. I'm you know, I'm listening to David Goggins talk all day long about, you know, can't hurt me, let's keep moving, blah blah blah. And you're like, fucking hell, I'll never be that guy. But at the same time, I was talking to a guy who's ba- he's basically a therapist that I have. Um, I go see him once a month. He doesn't call himself a therapist because he, he only sees men. And he only sees men by invitation only. So he sees, like, I would describe them as alphas. Like, that's his, the, the, the type of guys mm-hmm. that go to see him. So he doesn't want to call himself a therapist because it would turn a lot of people off, to yeah. be honest. Um, but we were chatting about it the other day, and, and, and I was saying, you know, Look, Walt, his name's Walt. He's an 80-year-old Zimbabwean dude. He's just lived life. He's he's a legend, lovely man. He just gives me nice, objective advice. And I, I go into to a session, and sometimes I'll be sitting there thinking, and Walt, I don't mean any disrespect by this, but, like, sometimes I'll be thinking, this is a load of shit. Like, what what am I here for? Like, the, uh, you know, I'm not getting anything out of this. By the time I leave, I'm two stone lighter, I've let loads of stuff off my chest and it's purely because when I'm going in, I'm cagey and I've got that tense, pent up, you know, anxiety of like, I don't want to share anything. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of the vibe. But um, I was talking to him about, I was like, well, I'm just your average Joe. Like, you know, I, you know, everyone can do that. Mm. It's just about having courage and bravery and, and being able to show up for yourself, having the respect for yourself to be able to be like, no, actually, you know something, right? I, I rolled out of bed this morning. Okay, cool. Do I want to go to the gym? No. Can I be asked? I've got to drive to Coventry today. Can I be asked? No, not really. I've got to. How am I going to fit this into my day? But you go, well, actually, no. I'm going to go and show for myself. I'm going to go and get in the gym. Well, after I finished, I've got to get my steps in. I'm not going to be able to get my steps in because I'm driving today. I do 20 minutes walk. Okay, fine. Go and jump in the shower. Get home. I did a bit of video editing, a few bits. Drove up here, and it's all a case of those little building blocks, and over time, they become, you know, the Egyptian pyramids, mate, if you put that many blocks in. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Please. One of the things that I've written down that I wanted to kind of discuss here, especially when it came to like the stress and like the burnout mm. kind of conversation, and you've almost answered it already because what I took from everything you just said was you prioritize. Mm. You prioritize what you make, like what makes you you. You prioritize like, you know, what makes you feel good, what's mm. going to allow you to function. When I was in that state of kind of like the stress, the burnout, the kind of probably, I probably would say at this point, it was depression, like towards the end of last year. I wasn't prioritizing myself. Mm. You That's why I've like gained almost two stone last year because I just wasn't like focusing on like the right food. I was just in this constant state of, I guess, lack of self-worth, self-esteem. And now the start of this year where a lot of those kind of stresses that I've now noticed, I've taken a step away from to be like, well, actually, I'm going to prioritize myself. My mental capacity has almost tripled. No, I can imagine. Like everything, even from down to like a food point of view, like the fact that I'm getting up in the morning, like, do you actually know what? I've got time here. Like I'm awake. I'm going to go for a swim. I'm going to go for a run. And it's all these things that I've slowly started to see, like the, the building blocks. Mm. I'm prioritizing these little wins, mm. those little things. Like we're so focused on this like end goal, like the perfection in this day and age that, you know, we're forgetting about what's happening right now. 100%. Like the five minutes, the 10 minutes, the 15 minutes, like all these kind of like little building blocks just by doing something as simple as prioritizing yourself. Mm -hmm. You've got to be kind to yourself. One thing that I, I wanted to make sure that I addressed was when we were speaking earlier about the old me, you know, you're saying, okay, well, I got up at two o'clock in the morning, I was working, then I was in the gym at half six, and that was, I didn't want that to sound like it was a cool thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want that to sound like that was good because that's the old me. Yeah. And and that's great. And sometimes <clears throat> you've got to be in work mode and you've got to be in that season in your life. But if if I can take anything from the situation that I'm in now, is you've got to understand, one, what works for you, and two, don't work on anyone else's timeline. No. So, like, I used to get up at 5.30 a.m. every single morning, and I was in the gym for 5.15 a.m. every morning. I was in the gym for six, right? And I'd train in the morning at that time. But I like going to bed at, like, half, 10, 11 o'clock. That's me, yeah. right? Because I like having a bit of switch-off time with my girlfriend. And I just don't like getting out of bed at six in the morning. It's gloomy outside. It's black. It's like, you know what I mean? It's pitch black. It's freezing, whatever. I like getting up at 8 o'clock every morning. Okay, I understand from my whoop 
that I need eight and a half hours sleep every night. In order to get that, I've got to be in bed for about nine hours. So if I go to sleep when I want to, half 10, 11 o'clock every night, I'm up at eight o'clock, half eight every morning. I still get what I need to get done in the day. I'm still on that same timeline. I'm not burning myself out. But at the same time, to the people who are like, oh yeah, man, I get up, I got an ice bath at like 3 a.m. and then a fucking, do you know what I mean? Like, that's fine and yeah. good on them. And like, you know, if that's what works for you, fucking fantastic <laughs> all day long. However, those things might not work for you. You said to me, but just then, oh, I went another swim this morning. I couldn't think of anything worse. Honestly, I couldn't be arsed having a swim this morning. You probably think, oh, fucking hell, Will's workout was boring. You know, he's lifting big heavy weights and all that shit. That's a load of shite. At the same time, that works for you. That works for me. Yeah. You know, whatever you do, Lucas. It, it, what I'm trying to say is, I didn't want it to come across negatively earlier when yeah. we were all basically bashing people for saying like, oh, you know, people are glamour, you know, they're over glamorizing on social media and, and everyone's putting out this facade and like, Sometimes it ain't a facade, right? Because like I am really in the gym every day and I'm looking after myself and I'm aspiring to be better and do better and show up more. But you've got to do that on your own terms. Yeah. I was about to say the, the, the reasoning behind it, like you're doing that for you, for your own accountability. Mm. I think people lose sight of that when it comes to like the whole social media kind of conversation. They're doing it to almost promote a life that isn't, real yeah, yeah, mm. yeah and they're yeah. doing it for the wrong reason i mean yeah. don't get me wrong I, i've done it i'm guilty of it like myself yeah. like you know there's been weeks this year already where i've done something yeah and um, where i've like posted and like well I, I know for a fact that day i wasn't feeling 100 percent. yeah but i felt like i'm kind of pretending mm. um but it's your social media like it's if you're doing it for like your accountability and kind of you know it's almost like a diary entry was there a turning point to be like, okay, this is this is where I'm going. This is where I want to be. Good question, Taylor. Well done. It's a good question. I don't know. How, I, Thank you. I don't know how deep to go on this. To be honest with you, it's like yeah. put a snorkel on. Let's go. You want to go for Float it? Float to the bottom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in school and all the rest of it, I've always been like um, quite a well liked, popular kid and all the rest of it. And 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 I was a handsome kid growing up. And I'm not saying that in a like a that I, I was, I was just, you know, I had a lot of attention and, and, and I was always just like everyone's mate. Uh, when I was 18, four days before my 19th birthday, I got badly beaten up by two club doormen um, for no no apparent reason, took me in the back door of a back room of a club um, and just smashed me to bits for nothing. Nothing other than the fact of, you know, not, not to overanalyze it or... There's been times where I've analysed it previously, but it, it makes no odds to, to the hand that I've been dealt, as we spoke about. Um, happened, just took me in a back room, smashed me to bits, probably just because I was just a, that guy. Like, do you know what I mean? At the time, I was, you know, you're 19, you're a cheeky chappy, you're, you're, you're what, 18, 19. But, it, but it, 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 it's caused huge knock-on effects for, for me um, in general. So... I've had, uh, I've had eight jaw surgeries. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I've, I think I've had eight, six or eight, one of the two. I had braces that is for triggered the... from that moment. Yeah, so that basically thing. what happened was they, they smashed my jaw. and it, it bro When your jaw breaks, but uh, usually it breaks in two places. So it snapped down the front here and it snapped up the side here. So that piece, it you know came off. So essentially what usually happens is it dangles off, but it was, it was that swollen 
and it, it, it all kind of like hung, hung in place. So that, that shattered my reality of what life was because I was happy-go-lucky. I was everyone's mate. I was, I was the boy. Like, you know, yeah. I, 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 life was great, you know? So it, it shattered my reality of what life was because one, um, you know, whether I, whether I, it, whether it was just me overthinking it or whatever, I felt like I wasn't handsome anymore, which was, which was my frame of living life. That was, that was one of me, like, you know, something that gave me confidence, something mm -hmm. I walked through life with. And two, then you second guess everyone. Because then you're like, okay, well, why would someone do that to a young kid? Like, I'm a 34-year-old fella. These fellas were probably about my age then. Why would some? Why the fuck would someone do that to a kid? Like, do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So so that that sent me into into a position where uh, I went through counselling for a long period of time. Uh, I was depressed. I've, and I've only ever been depressed once in my life, and it was that period. Suffered with trigeminal neuralgia, so basically the, the jaw... Uh, Nerves in the face were damaged, so it, and the jaw joint would dislocate and lock the nerve in place, so it would jangle throughout my body with nerves. So, yeah, really, I had a really tough time with it. I still have issues with it now, um, but less so because of how I manage it. Um, but being in that position, we spoke about earlier about if I had me now to that kid. Yeah, I couldn't have asked for anything better, you know? And being able to build that person that exists for me is so important. Because that, that, that kid still lives inside me, yeah. you know? And he's still worried and concerned and hurt and, like, what, like what's all that about, man? You know, life's good. Life's to be lived. People, people should be out to help each other. Why would someone do that to me? Well, it, people would because they've got their own shit going on. That's what I was going to say. You know, they're not evil people. They're not bad people. They've just got their own shit going on. And unfortunately, that shit came my way one day. And what? Get on with it. And so, so I, keep, I keep saying, get on with it in a way of, I don't want that to sound like, man up, do your fucking thing, no, keep moving. It's not in the what, context what, of what, what you're what, saying. What I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is... It's your card. You've been dealt those cards. Mm. What are you going to do? Are you going to throw the towel in or are you going to keep moving? The only way to keep moving is to build you into the person that doesn't sink ever, no matter what is thrown at them. If you could go back to that 18, 19-year-old kid, what would you say to him? It's, it's, it's difficult because I have, I've had some very good advice over people over the years who will be able to say to you, there is light at the end of the tunnel. One day, this won't seem like a big deal to you. But when you're depressed, depression's thrown about a lot these days. You know how it is. When you're depressed, that means nothing to you. That black cloud, that blanket that's over your head, mate. Nothing is, it, it, nothing is pulling them out of that. I don't know if I'd say anything to him because... Because if if I sat down with that kid, he's a million miles away from me now. And he's a million miles away from me because of all those trials and tribulations and everything he's went through over that, you know, 12 year, more than that, 34 I am now. So it's a 15 year period. And if, if, if he hadn't have been down and out, where would I be? 
hundred percent. I actually the fact that you say you wouldn't <sighs> say anything is like quite profound mm. because you've already come to terms with the fact that whatever you say wouldn't make a difference anyway. I'm, I am who I am, and that's actually how who I was meant to be. Mm. So there is no message to pass back on. The one, the one thing that you know, the one thing that I would say to him, you know, in, in, in hindsight, thinking about it, I, 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 I do believe that anything that I said wouldn't get through. Yeah. And that's what I mean by I wouldn't say anything because if I said anything, that guy was in such a place that no, nothing would get through to him at that point. I've, I, I, I enjoyed counselling. Counselling was fantastic mm -hmm. for me. It really helped. But... I wouldn't have been able to take on advice from somebody else because I would have said, "No, you don't know how I feel." You know, you, this has this hasn't happened to you, even though it, you know, you don't know how I'm feeling right now, which is so true. And angry at the world and sad and fuck off. Like, why has this happened to me? Uh, tantrum, you know. But the one thing that would be would be if I if that guy was going to listen to me and I had the integral piece of advice for them, I would say, meet life head on. Don't shake it. You're dealing with problems right now and you have to meet them in the cold light of day. Go and meet them. So don't be drinking and out in, you know, nightclubs until three o'clock in the morning. Don't be di uh, divulging in, like, shit food and just burying your head in the sand. And, and, and don't, be, don't be using bravado and fake confidence to get through life. At the same time, Sometimes you some sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. So like I can I can meet life head on now. Like let's go. But like that's only because I've I've been able to use those coping mechanisms over time to get through that moment that I was in at that point. And if I was sat next to that guy who needed needed a hug, he he's not in a position where he he can do that. So good on him for just moving forward in whatever way that was that he had to do at that time. Do you know what? It's not often that I'm lost for words, but I think that's probably one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> because I think when you ask that kind of question, you're, you're almost kind of gearing them up to give us some kind of like really kind of like strong advice, like take chances and take risks, which is obviously, it's still good advice, yeah. but you're so spot on. As a result of kind of like trusting the process and kind of, you know, not trying to change anything like in the past and focusing on the future leads you to these kind of like incredible moments, opportunities, and like even to this conversation. We've spoke about like these moments and these these key turning points for all of us. And I'm a big believer in people having like songs or albums or artists that have kind of soundtracked that kind of period of time. Um, I have like three questions that I always ask each one of my guests. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I'm quite looking forward to this because I don't generally know where this is going. But with everything that you've kind of like told me, has there been like a song or even an album that has almost kind of, you know, that will be the soundtrack. If there was a movie made of your life, this is what song would be playing. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds really corny. So, uh, it would be God's plan by Drake, and I, I'm not fit. I'm not like a very religious guy, and I'm, I'm, you know, it sounds like I'm saying, oh, it's all, it's all God's plan, and you know, it kind of is what it is. It's just because of what that song means to me. I woke up in New York, 
Well, I was in Philadelphia and I was in, uh, I was staying in a room with one of my friends who I met through work. He was a lovely guy, on a great, on a great jetty in life. He's, he's actually a YouTuber. Um, and it was just a mad vibe. Like I'm in Philadelphia with my mate. He's like a YouTuber. It's weird that we're like, you know, we've just crossed paths. What the hell? And I was like, oh, Drake's just released this new song today. Like, let's play that. Like, and then we played in as God's plan. And he had this, this saying at the time, which was the year of why not? Um, and he, he basically used to just say, why not to everything? And that's why he was there. And I believe that your destiny is in your own hands, but at the same time, I like to believe that it's still, you know, good things happen to good people and you just got to keep moving and just trust the process. So God's plan doesn't mean to me, like, okay, well, everything's going to be fine no matter what yeah, yeah. and you can just do whatever the hell you want and it's pre-kind of ordained. It's it's more a case of, nah, keep moving. Life's good. Yeah. yeah. I fucking love this podcast. <laughs> Genuinely, I know like, that's probably <laughs> okay. really narcissistic to say because it's mine, but honestly, <laughs> I thought I was on my yeah. own with this kind of stuff. I mean, we connected straight away with this kind of conversation, yeah, yeah. but that was fucking perfect of an answer. But I, I didn't that. want it to sound cheesy, man. Well, like, when you said cheese, I thought, oh, like, sell a V by yeah. Bewitched or something. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Fair enough, if you're a Bewitched fan. <laughs> it's a, it, <laughs> the way you were going with it. It's a banger, though. Like, it, Oh, no, it's and a like, yeah. When that, like, the first lyrics, like, you kind of just close your eyes and, like, you're you're in it. But that's yeah. what the music does to you. And, like, you know exactly where you were when you, like, you were talking about a location, who you were with, what that evoked for you. That's, like, that's that's all the power of the music. That was a moment where I smiled because I was like, oh shit, that's mad because Will, who was just that little hair boy who was sad and like, oh, where's this going? Like, what does this lead to? Mm. And and I was like, oh no, do you know what? This is actually quite cool. And like that, that, that it's it's quite significant that, I think. Yeah. I think it's quite significant to, to be able to have, a, have moments in life where you go, actually, I feel quite content now. Yeah. Do you know, I don't know if I told you, but I've made a playlist. Uh, it's called Winnie, mm. and that song's on it. And it's to play purely after big moments of, like, achievement. So say if you've done your workout and you really, really do not want to do it, you finish, you put that playlist on. It's I like, like that. that, I'm, that I'm giving that energy. How often are you playing that? Um, in January. <laughs> not much. <laughs> okay. Not much, to be completely oh. honest. But, like, um, like October, November, That's that playlist was on a lot. And it would be, yeah. like... Like from my noughties, like when I was in Liverpool and like you didn't have a care, like mm. you felt like you were always winning. And then, yeah, you, you do that workout or you secure a, a new kind of client or mm. something good's happening with what we're doing. We're like, yeah, we've got a plan. You pop it on. It's like a J. Cole number comes on out. And they'll be like, oh. I mean, like, quite often tears in my eyes just from the songs. But like to have uh, a go to for my winning moment because you don't always want to like. You can't go to your best mate and say, I've just absolutely smashed this because it's not relevant to them. Mm. So I just have the moment with myself and the music. And Which then... I think makes it more powerful because yeah. you're recognising it. You're not going to someone else to kind of get that kind of affirmation, but you can yeah. give that to yourself. Yeah, I don't need their validation for my feeling that I have and them to say, yeah, well done, that's it. Like their life's going on, they're, like doing, they're doing whatever they're doing, but I have it with myself. It's Wednesday today, you know? God. Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, you've got till Monday. That that playlist needs to be played. It might come on after this. Yeah, I want to text yeah, off yeah. you to say I, I played that playlist. Will 
yeah. Um, with that though, we I've got like a few more from a music point of yeah. view. Obviously, you've done events, you've done festivals. Is there a song that needs to be playing to get you on the dance floor? Yeah, it's a ridiculous song. Come on. Um, my my granddad uh, has this song. It's called "I Don't Look Good Naked Anymore." It's by the uh, Snake Oil Willie Band or something mad like that. Uh, basically, my granddad uh, is is Irish. He's a large in life character. He uh, was in an Irish band forever in a skiffle group and stuff like that. And he loves like cheeky songs with like rude words and stuff like that. It, it's ridiculous. This song, it's called I Don't go- Look Good Naked Anymore. It's become our family anthem. It's because my granddad likes it. He sings it on karaoke and everyone goes. So that's the song that I would pick to get Amazing. me. Amazing. Love that. That's, yeah. that's Love class. That. <laughs> Think of the Irish yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to get quite deep now, but like on the flip side of that, is there a song that you kind of, you know, if you ever pretended to look out the window and like you're in a music video, you know, it's quite an emotional song. With the rain coming yeah. down on the... brings a tear to the eye. Is there a song that does that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is. Like a funeral song. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, to be fair, yeah. we were talking, obviously, you're a friend of like Jen's who's been on the show, yeah. Charity Shop Girl. Yeah. Um, she has a funeral playlist. That, like what she'd want to play yeah. at her funeral. Which I think is quite... I, I would do I, I've yeah. told my girlfriend and, and my mum play this song at my funeral and they say, that's so morbid and like, you can't say that and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's a ridiculous song to play at a funeral I'm as well. Truth. What is it? So I was like, nah, I want that played. That's got to be like the, that's got to be like when everyone's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> that's getting played. Do you want to know what it is? <laughs> the Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog. And if you, have, have you ever, have you ever listened to it? No. See, no. you got. Yeah, I want you to listen okay. to it after this, right? Came with the frog. He has a little banjo. He has a rainbow. Is he sat on a log. I yeah, feel like I know, he sat I on a like log. He sat about. on a log. He's and the the, the <laughs> lyrics are uh, someday you'll find it. But yeah, it's a good tune. But sad, yeah. like it's 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 uh, ve- yeah, it's yeah, profound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what's wow. interesting though about the whole kind of funeral thing? And this is gonna sound like kind of you know, quite morbid, but until you're in that situation, you don't know how that song is going to hit. One of the last gigs I ever went to with my mom before everything happened was Adele, and she she was singing Hometown Glory, and she was like, that's the song I want at my funeral. And I must have planned my mom's funeral like probably six, seven times Mm. in the past seven years, and it caught me off guard um, in Asda one day, um, and I was like proper like, do you remember what you did? It just took me there to be like, Oh my God! This is, this is so real. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to be on the lookout for that one. Yeah, me play. Mine, mine's a <laughs> Not as cool as God's plan, is it? Let's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like the variety the as well. Yeah, it's the spice the one, of life. The one for the dance floor. <laughs> you as well. can so add those to your win and play this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just the streets. Dry your eyes, mate. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, I mean that's like it's a bit cliche. Literally, it's too deep for me. That see, dry your eyes, mate. Is it? It's too like. That is too deep. It, at least the rainbow connections are like a, it's a bit fluffy. Like you yeah, can laugh yeah. at it at the same yeah. time. But I feel like yeah, it kind of captures yeah, you yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Though. Can, what? It's like it captures like you and your personality as well. Because I imagine there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't know that. So if you know, God forbid, that day comes and like they're walking out of your funeral and that's playing, they'll be like, Yeah, they'll stop <laughs> walking. Like, what? Has <laughs> <laughs> he changed that? What yeah, I'm, 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 I'm be all over that. I'll be looking yeah. down. Known for whether this has been planned for like 20 years. <laughs> oh, Will, you have been one of the 
probably one of the best people I've actually waffled with on the show. I appreciate that. Literally, it's everything that this podcast stands for, like the advice, the genuine kind of conversation. Like, you're just normal, and it's genuinely so refreshing. Like, I've seen it, like, kind of, like, in and out, like, throughout kind of, like, the episode or even, like, past episodes recently that I got so lost in, like, the names that were coming on the show, and I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. Mm. These kind of conversations that I'm having now, like, are why I started it. And genuinely, like, I feel so alive, like, having these kind of conversations. It just, it's just, I know I'm around the right people now. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I can't thank you enough for wow. joining me for Waffle and Luke. No, and I pre- appreciate it. I appreciate you both having us, uh, inviting me down and, and, and sitting and chatting. And, you know, the, the key that I want to get across to anyone who's listening to this is keep smiling. Life's good. Let's get to a point where you're content. All you got to do is put the next step forward. God's plan, baby. God's plan, brother. What a guy. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.